Hi there, it's Melvin. Just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Thryzer for supporting this month's podcast sessions. Thryzer is a payment platform that you have to check out if you are a private pay therapist and accepting out-of-network benefits. It basically helps clients save on therapy up front. Thryzer can help verify a client's out-of-network benefit ahead of the first session so that they get transparency up front on what their out-of-pocket costs will be. I'll tell you more about Thryzer here in the middle of our session, but if you go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, you actually and then enter the code STC upon sign up, you get your first $2,500 in fees waived. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hello, hello. Welcome to session 253 of Selling the Couch. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Today's podcast conversation is a pretty interesting one and one I'm actually really excited about. It's interesting because Today's guest, Laura Valencourt from Elder Care Counselor, was actually a previous guest on the STC podcast where we talked about the process of building her group private practice focused on serving the elderly and caregivers of the elderly and just all of the things that she had learned along the way to building a very successful group practice. Laura's actually back on the podcast because sometime after our conversation, months after our conversation, she was actually approached by a corporate company to sell and or merge with that company. And so today, Laura's here talking about that whole process, how she was approached, what happened, some of the things that she learned about herself the things that we don't often talk about when, you know, when an opportunity like that exists. This is a, it's a really good conversation and one I'm just excited to share with. I wanted to invite you to download the free online course guide if you are thinking about launching an online course and just want some things that have been helpful uh, for me and some of the tough lessons that I learned along the way. You can again download that over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. And as I mentioned right at the beginning, we're actually starting a live cohort called Online Course School. This is a great opportunity to join with other therapists to validate and launch and record your online course. The best way to find out about this and to keep updated when the cohort launches is to download, again, the online course guide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. Code there for a free trial just so you can check it out. So we'll get right to today's podcast session. Here's my conversation with Laura Valencourt from eldercarecounselor.com. Hey, Laura, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Melvin. I'm so happy to be here. You know, before we even get started on this conversation, I, I really just want to say like how grateful I am for your heart, for your spirit, and just for your friendship. I mean, we met, we met, I guess, before the podcast, but I felt like when we had that podcast conversation, we just connected at a different level. And it's been neat, you know, to get to know you and to get to know the business. And so thank you for for letting me into your world. Oh, thank you, Melvin. What I really feel the same about you. When we met each other was such a turning point in my life. Uh, 
with my business. And so it's just meant a lot to follow you and your work and, and learn from you. Yeah, no, um, appreciate you saying that. Things, speaking of the business, things have changed a lot for you. I remember the last time we were on the podcast, I mean, you we talked about building out elder care, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> things were going great. <laughs> yeah. How like you had built this, like, I mean, you how you, especially in the area, like you had become like the go-to like practice. And uh, as I mentioned, things really changed. And you the practice was thriving to a point you actually got approached by a corporate company to sell, right? Yes. How how did this even come about? Oh my gosh. You know, I I'm just thinking this is such a wonderful time for me personally to talk about this with you because this is this is actually the second year anniversary. So it, it was two years ago that I was approached. And yeah, how did it come about? It I I feel like things were really going well for me and my my practice, I had, oh gosh, at, at the peak of my practice, I think I had about six, maybe seven employees. Um, and I was feeling the sense of restlessness. I think that a lot of group practice owners might feel when things are going really well and, you know, it's a perfect working, you know, ship or machine going on. And, and I was seeking something else. And, and so about a month or so after that point, I lost a really key employee. And, and it, it was almost like that was the beginning of a cascade of events that started, I don't want to call it a spiral down, but things really shifted and changed for me in a, in a series of about five months. And so what happened is out of the blue, I had this company approach me to sell my business, to talk about selling my business. And that was something that never would have crossed my mind in a million years <laughs> that that my business would have been attracted attractive to someone else in that way and and i got to be honest i think i was i think i was looking for someone to rescue me i think i was looking for the easy way out i wasn't conscious of it at the time i was you know just trying to keep my head above water and adjust to these changes that had just occurred but the timing couldn't have been more perfect for me so how did this happen? They found me because of my niche. And you, you know, my niche is, is working with older adults and their families. So we provide counseling and care management and consultations to families that are navigating the complicated systems of elder care. So this company was a company that this corporation was a corporation that was serving that niche. And so I was a perfect fit, I think, for them. They had just moved into the state and purchased a large business, and I was in the town next to them, and they wanted to expand. So the other thing that I, the other reason I think they found me was, ironically, they had talked to me about this afterwards, was my website. And so, which really surprised me, but you hear this all the time, right? Our website is kind of like, Websites are the new business card and people can learn a lot about you through your website. And I think that they logged onto my website. They saw the services I was providing. They saw my amazing team. I think that they saw the heart and the work that I was doing and my reputation. And, and I, I really do believe that that's, that's what initially got them to approach me. So this sounds like this was almost like a national company that had, had come 
had yeah. come into the state? Okay. They were brand new themselves, but they had a history of these corporate guys had a history. They had built a large healthcare company in the past and were very successful at it. And now they were shifting their focus towards the industry that I was working in, you know, care management and counseling. And so I think that, you know, I, I just fit right into their niche and they saw it as an opportunity. <laughs> so you said one of the things was they they came on the website, they they looked around, I guess, even diving a little bit deeper. What do you think it was about the website? I mean, I can't imagine it's just like the colors that looks pretty, right? <laughs> like, was it just the, the sort of, you know, how you had outlined the services, like everything seemed like a, like you said, like a well-oiled machine kind of thing, you know? Yeah, I, you know, it's funny you ask that because I... I always felt like my website, I I really tried to convey my heart and caring nature and focus on families that are struggling through the change of, you know, trying to navigate all these systems and and seeking help. I really, as, as most of us who, you know, are therapists and have our businesses, we we put so much time and energy into the language we use on the website and how it comes across to our clients. And it's really focused on the client themselves. That's who I wanted to speak to. So it's, it is interesting to me that this big corporate company was attracted to that in a way. I mean, you know, after I got to learn a little more about their values and, and, and such, I, I realized later that Really, I think what attracted them was the fact that I had a team and that I had been in business for a certain period of years and that I was stable in the community and that I had community support and respect. So the things that I put into my website and were meaningful to me, I don't know were necessarily what attracted them, but what they picked out of it was, I think, more the stability and the the numbers that I had. Yeah, I mean, and I think you're sort of minimizing your your perspective, and it's like your your language. But I felt like I don't know, just knowing you, I feel like you communicated. I, I could see you, and and I've looked at your website. Like you communicate on your website your heart, and I think in a way, like it's beyond just like I have a team. Like this is what we provide. This is our connection in the community. Like there's a I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. Like there's a there's a heart centeredness to it, you know, that you, you really noticing. care about your community, you know? Yeah. Thank you for noticing. Cause really, again, I I've been so intentional about that. And, and as you and everyone knows, you can go down that website rabbit hole, <laughs> continually changing and updating and rewording. And um, yes, you, you really hit on it. That, that really has been my intention in my work and, and my website, I want that to be a reflection of that. And I think it, it has been. And again, with this company, I don't know, you know, now after going through what I've been through, I, I don't know that that mattered as much to that corporate company as it did to me. Yeah, that's an interesting sort of nuance, right? Like, so even as business owners and, you know, if you're listening and this this ever happens to you, right? Like even thinking about sort of the structures, right, that you have in place and the systems that you have in place and what those sort of communicate, right, um, as well. Yeah, and you know, it's so, I love that you asked this question first because as I'm thinking about it, I'm really reflecting like, wow, this 
that first question, what, what attracted them to my business? I, it really, this sets the stage for my whole experience through, through what happened. And we're just using the website as kind of a, an example, but I can see that again, the heart and the intention that I poured into that, I don't know was recognized right from the get go. (laughs) So it would, you know, now hindsight, right, is always 2020. And so when I look back and think, oh, yeah, you know, that would have been a great question for me to have asked at that time is what about my business? What what about, you know, my work has is attractive to you? What what are you drawn to in this? So I didn't ask that question. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I, I would imagine for all of us, I would even say when we're right in the throes of something, right? Like to yeah. even ask that sort of question, I, I think it's so, I don't know, for me, I think I would be like, oh my gosh, like caught off guard, excited, all of those. Oh, things. it was. Yeah. The, again, the timing, it was kind of like this perfect storm of events that just plopped the, this opportunity. I, I saw it as this great opportunity in my lap. And as we'll talk about, as we continue, it wasn't necessarily, you know, the, I didn't end up staying with them. So it wasn't the, the best opportunity, but I learned so much going through it. So yeah, no, absolutely. We're, I'm looking forward to that part of the conversation. So I, I before we get there, like when they approached you, what were some of those, and you started to tap into this, like what were some of those initial feelings that you had when they first approached you? Oh man. Well, I think that, you know, again, I was, I was in a position that I hadn't found myself in as a business owner ever, just at this perfect point in time. You know, the history of my business was kind of you throw yourself in and you grow, 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 grow. And I just, I just, that really is what happened for me. I grew exponentially every year that I had my business. And, and I hit this point where everything stopped and started to go backwards. And so I was really, I didn't know how to deal with that. I didn't know how to cope with that. I was panicked. And then to have this opportunity fall in my lap was just sort of like, oh, the universe has left me this gift. (laughs) And I'm just gonna, you know, trust that's where, you know, I need to go. So the, but the other feelings that came up for me as I, as I started meeting with these folks was I, I am amazed how quickly I gave my power away. Well, what I realized is I didn't, I don't think I trusted myself, you know, as, as a therapist who has, you know, fumbled her way through building a private practice you, we didn't go to business school and we didn't, you know, learn how to run these big group practices. And, and so I really thought, oh my gosh, this is the most amazing opportunity to learn from these corporate guys who have built this amazing healthcare company in the past. And I, I don't know what I'm doing. I need to listen to them. I was really quick to do that. And, you know, looking back, I just, think, wow, I knew so much more than I gave myself credit for. I think that because they were successful before, they had a lot of money. I assumed that they knew what they were doing in a lot of ways. I kind of thought of them as the expert instead of myself. And, and that, was a huge, that was a huge life lesson. I truly believe this whole experience was, as, as any big you know, 
hardships that we go through. They're, they're there to teach us and we learn so much about ourselves. And let me tell you, I have learned so much about myself personally, uh, as a business owner, as a therapist, as, uh, you know, just a family member, <laughs> all, all the things that were impacted through this experience. But yeah, that was, that was what came up for me initially. The emotions were the, the desire to be rescued from the struggle that I found myself in. And then how quick I was to just hand over my um, power, you know, my expertise and my knowledge, thinking that they knew more or knew better. Yeah. I'm so glad, like, one, you're just being so honest and open and vulnerable about that. Because, I mean, truthfully, this is something I struggle with as well, which is, you know, and exactly what you said, like, I may have knowledge and expertise in a certain area, but there's this, I don't, I wouldn't say it's like a, I don't think this is the right word. I don't think it's like a false humility. I think it's like a humility, but it's also like the humility at some point, like, crosses a line of, like, minimizing my worth the knowledge yeah yeah and and i don't know like i still struggle with like what that line is and even sometimes when i like cross it you know like have you i don't know just going through this like have you been able to sort of say like okay i'm going down that path where like i'm you know humility is like my, my character is who i am but now it's getting to this point where man, maybe i'm giving too much of my power away and you know minimizing my knowledge and my gifts and you know all of those there things. was definitely yeah there was definitely a point and it was pretty early on that i what really what was happening to me melvin was it was eating away my soul like okay. i i was i was physically not well Oh I would gosh. wake up every morning. I was having panic attacks. It, it was just because what was happening, really, really the heart of all of this is that our values did not align. You know, and I'm, I'm not here to say bad things about that company. And I found myself in a position where I, I really gave away my heart and my hard work and my, the, you know, as we talk about as therapists and small business owners, we, we pour everything into, into our business. It's a reflection of ourselves. It's the reflection of our integrity. And I had spent, you know, many years painstakingly being so careful and cautious and intentional about every word that was put out in an article or my website or, and every client that I saw, everything had so much intention. And so, you know, what I did is, is I just gave that away so quickly and trusted that that was going to be elevated somehow. And, and I learned, like I said, very early on that their vision and my vision was not the same. Unfortunately, it was too late. You know, we had, you know, to, just clarify, they did not end up buying my company after we did some, we did some deep dive with financials and stuff. What ended up happening is, is they, you know, offered me a certain compensation through other means, not, not through buying the company, but, but what happened was their values, again, just really didn't align with mine. And my body physically felt that <laughs> very early on as evidenced by, again, the anxiety, the panic attacks, I was constantly, those, those first few months, I was constantly trying to figure out what they wanted from me. And 
I was trying to be the good, the good girl, you know, quote, and do things right and be a team player and show them how, how well we could work together. And, and it just, it, it was clear. It really became very clear early on that, that, that we weren't on the same page as far as our visions and our goals. Thank you again for just being open and vulnerable. I, when you were saying that, I just kept thinking like how our bodies are usually the first things that tell us when something is off. And especially for many of us as business owners, like, and I, I've done this like multiple times where I kind of bypass it or just ignore it, you know? Push through, because, like, yeah. Yeah, push through or because the sort of thoughts, the cognitive, you know, the thoughts, the, the emotions around it, like almost seem to Oh, it's so true. It, you know? In this case, you know, they yeah. they offered me security. That's yeah. that's yeah. what any business owner wants to have, you mm-hmm. know, is I don't have to worry about salaries for my employees and I don't have to worry, you know, about payroll and about taxes and about all of the back end stuff that that becomes such a headache. And so I wanted that. I really wanted that so much so that I ignored a lot of the other pieces. And and just like our bodies talk to us and if we don't listen, it just gets louder. And that's exactly what happened for me is I I just kept going. I kept plowing through and trying harder and and ultimately it just became so clear to me that I, if I continued, that I would end up very sick. <laughs> I would not, my body was going to stop me. So once I had that realization, it just became very clear that we were not going to be able to remain together. And, and that series of events was, you know, from a practical sense, if anyone is listening, one of the things that really saved me was that, of course, I had, you know, of course, I met with an attorney before doing this, and they they had a no-compete in their contract. And so we had that changed before I signed. And I was really intentional and explicit. I think that was the only thing that I really made sure was, you know, clear is that if this doesn't work out, that I will be allowed to go on and do this work. That was what was important to me. And so we changed the contract to reflect that. The catch was though that I couldn't just walk away. You know, they had to change my role or they had to let me go. You know, there had to be something like that happen for me to leave. I couldn't just quit. And so through a series of events, that is basically what happened is is they ended up letting me go. And so it worked to my advantage. And then I was able to start the long road of healing. As you can imagine, walking away from that security, I had essentially just given them my business. You know, they had my employees, they had my contracts, they had my phone number, they had all of that and, and a nice fat salary that I, you know, was walking away from. So it was definitely a leap of faith, but it was one of those points in life where you know you you can't continue the way it is the cost of that was too high for me and yeah. so how long did you end up being with like working under the the company it was uh, it was officially uh, i think it was officially 8 months when we started conversations with the mer you know the joining with them it that was that was in may of 2018 and so 
ironically, yeah, when they let me go, it was the end of May 2019. So all in all, it was a year. Hmm. And so I've had a year now back on my own (laughs) and rebuilding. And, And it's been it's been a rough year, however, also extremely rewarding. One of the other things I want to say that came to light for me that I had no idea, no idea how much and how important our communities are. I, my community rallied around me in a way that just, I just tear up even thinking about this. Um, It just shows that my reputation and my heart and my work over the years, people have seen that. And it's not just, you know, Laura Valancourt that has this business, you know, it's, it's Laura Valancourt that does this amazing work for people. And it, it, and so for me, again, this last year, having the support of the community has just been the biggest reward that I could ever, ever hope for. Uh, That's it just sounds amazing. Even like not at all to put you on spot, like even like one specific thing that your community did, like somebody reached out, somebody sent a note, somebody, something that you can think of is just like, oh my gosh, you know, this is so much more than a business. Oh, I, I could, countless people checking in, people that I wouldn't even have, you know, thought of before, but but just just people sharing that they saw me, that they saw my values and my ethics around working with families. But I think the biggest reward that I got is, and this is talk about a a year of like super highs and super lows. (laughs) One of the best, the, one of the most honorable things that could have happened to me happened last year. And in our community, we have a, we have a dinner where we honor all of the caregivers in the community. And so I, I always volunteer at this dinner. They asked me to come and help serve, you know, and so it's important to us, and especially in this work, that we really honor those people that are on the front line, whether they're family members or professionals. We want to we wanna share our appreciation for caregivers in our community. And so what happened at this dinner was, unbeknownst to me, it was a total surprise, I was, I was chosen as the Community Caregiver of the Year. And so here I was serving dinner to all of these, you know, I don't know how many people were there. It was a lot of people. And they, when we were done, we sat down to get ready for the event and they called me up and they surprised me. My whole family showed up and they gave this beautiful speech about me. I just, it was, it was one of those very surreal moments and really the highlight, one of the, it is the highlight of my career coming from my own community, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Just how, <laughs> uh, what, uh, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, it's just it's so beautiful. It really, um, it really was, especially after feeling like I was just an all time low with my work. And so, yeah, it, and then I, I really spent the rest of, this whole year rethinking just really intentionally, how do I want to rebuild this? Do I want to rebuild this business? You know, do I want to just be solo? I certainly could have done that. Luckily I hit the ground running with referrals. So I didn't feel like I had to rebuild my reputation at all. But what happened for me was kind of the opposite. I I think I was over flooded. I, I, I didn't have the team and support that I had had for so many years. I didn't have 
I didn't have a, an office manager. You know, I didn't have someone scheduling and taking calls. I didn't have employees to assign new clients to. And, and so. Wait, wait. So I, I wanted to just ask about that. So I guess were, were like your office manager, like were they then part of that other team or what, or what, yeah. like what, I had to leave. Yeah. I had to leave my whole team behind. Oh, um, wow. And it was really, it was really difficult for all of us. And so, so here's another helpful piece of information for those of you that, that may be considering selling or merging your business is what I did, what I did miss in my contract was they had a no solicitation clause. And what that meant is that I could not solicit not only their clients, which they were my clients, but now they're theirs. I couldn't solicit those clients, but I also couldn't solicit their employees. Oh, so I your former. Yeah. And so, um, so I, I had a year of not being able to do that. So, oh, okay. Oh my gosh. I thought this was like indefinite. <laughs> no, no, just, it was a year. Yeah. But uh, I mean, a hard year, you know, a very hard been. year. Yeah. Yeah. A very hard year. And things are different now. Again, this is, this is the end. So June 1st marked the end of that year. So things have really changed. I've got my team, you know, I'm rebuilding my team. I feel that I hope anyway, I've made it through the, the worst parts of all of this, but things are looking really good now. I can say that. When we first started this conversation, you said that, you know, there's this tendency of, I think business owners, group practice owners, even I would say like solo practice owners, they get to a point where they are comfortable and stable and there's this like pull for change, right? Yeah. I, I imagine as you rebuild this, right? And you're going to at some point achieve some level of stability. And as that happens to most of us, there's going to be this pull, right? How do you think you'll handle that pull differently next time? Oh, that is such a good question. I, well... I'm going to kind of shift my answer a little bit to think about like, what, what did I really learn from this and how, yeah, how am I going to do things differently? One of the things that I learned and I'm so grateful for, I'm, I'm just so grateful for it. That is to trust myself, trust my instincts, value my expertise. So again, like I said before, I, I was so quick to give that away. And what I realized so clearly is that I, my instincts were right on. When, when I talk about instincts, I'm not talking about my instinct to join them or not join them. My ins, what I mean is my instinct in, in what my clients need or want, what the need is in the community, what the need is with these families that I work with. I really have been spot on. Of course, with you know, there's always room to absolutely grow and change and learn, but I, I'm not going to... I think I really value my expertise now more than I have ever before. And that's hard. That's hard for a lot of us. We all have that imposter syndrome piece, you know, of, you know, even though I've been doing this work for years and years and years, and I have this specialty in this niche, do I know what I'm doing? <laughs> really? <laughs> and um, so that's something that, that I've taken and grown from uh, with for sure. That's Awesome. I wanted to wrap up with a question, which is, how did you recover and rediscover yourself? Oh, I love that question. I would say it was definitely 
listening to myself, the soul searching, you know, that deep, that deep, the point of where I dropped so low that a, a lot of the facade just had to break away of, you know, I need money. <laughs> I mean, really, it, it's, it's, it's amazing to me how, you know, we all know this, we, finances are a big part of our lives. And, and, and I was really just terrified that if I left, I walked away from everything. You know, I had zero promise of any income anywhere. And, and so by going deep within, that's how I rediscovered myself was to allow that to drop away and completely trust that if I'm doing what I'm meant to do, things will work out. And, and I've just been following that and, and they are, they're working out. So I don't know the phrase like listening to your heart versus listening to your fears, like just came up for me when you were talking, you know? Yes, absolutely. Yep. Listen to that part of yourself and, and take the hardships and embrace them as a learning opportunity. I know that's kind of cheesy to say, but it's so true when you're in it. Sometimes that's when you listen the deepest, you know, when you're in the, those deep, dark places um, and you're afraid, that's when the clarity can come through. So, yeah, I've been trying to <laughs> hang, hang on to that. You know, I don't want to lose that moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Laura, I'm just so grateful for you, grateful for your courage, grateful for just being able to talk about, you know, something that in many ways is still, at least for me, like it would be so raw. And just for you to like, I don't know, your your voice is one, you just, there's something about your voice that communicates such a great optimism. And I really am just so grateful for you. How can we learn more about you and, and the awesome work that you're doing in the world? Oh, Melvin, thank you so much. I What an opportunity to just re, have this time to reflect for myself, really. And, and if it's helpful to someone else, then even better. <laughs> so yeah, if anybody wants to learn more about my work, again, I work with the aging population. You can find me at my website at eldercarecounselor.com. I also have, I co-host a fabulous Facebook group for family caregivers, for folks that are caring for someone who has dementia. So if you have clients or you know anybody that might benefit from this amazing supportive group, it's called um, Get in the Lifeboat. And again, that's on Facebook. So Awesome. Yeah. Um, I'll definitely put links to that, which you guys can find in the show notes page over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash session and the number 253. Laura, thank you again for doing this and uh, have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you, Melvin. Hey there, hope you enjoyed my conversation with Laura. And especially if you are even in the process of thinking through, if you've been, had the opportunity to sell your practice and, and or merge, if you, I hope that today's podcast session has just been helpful for you and gives you a lot of things to think about. I don't have anything particularly insightful to share, but I was just recording that conversation with Laura and I just kept thinking like, what a hard decision all of this must have been. Just, I mean, and hard is not even the right word. Like what an absolutely gut-wrenching decision and just the ups and downs and all of that. And just, it was so neat to be able to have a conversation with Laura. And as she comes out of this and she rebuilds her, uh, her team, just to see her spirit. I don't know if you guys think you guys picked it up on the voice, but Laura's just such an optimistic person and just to be able to, you know, see her doing well, it brings me joy. 
Laura mentioned a number of tips and strategies and all of those things and resources as well. You can find all of that on the show notes page on the STC blog, which you can find over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash session and the number 253. And Laura is actually going to be coming on in a couple of months in October of 2020 to be part of the next STC Learning Library conversation. The Learning Library is basically an opportunity for us to be able to gather over the course of the year to learn from one another as we build our practices both in the therapy room and then also diversify income beyond the therapy room. And Laura is actually going to be coming on and sharing about this whole process of merging and it's going to be an interactive Q&A. So you'll have the opportunity to ask your questions to Laura. I'm going to be there having a conversation with Laura as well. If that's something that you're interested in, uh, please check out sellingthecouch.com forward slash learning. I wanted to invite you to download the free online course guide if you are thinking about launching an online course and just want some things that have been helpful uh, for me and some of the tough lessons that I learned along the way. You can again download that over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. And as I mentioned right at the beginning, we're actually starting a live cohort called Online Course School. This is a great opportunity to join with other therapists to validate and launch and record your online course. The best way to find out about this and to keep updated when the cohort launches is to download, again, the online course guide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www. So if you've been listening to the STC podcast for a while or you've been listening to podcasts and you've had this thought of, Mel, I would love to launch my own podcast in order to grow my business. Just wanted to encourage you to check out our free podcasting workshop, which is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. You can basically sign up at a day and a time that works for you. It's 90 minutes, and when I do these workshops or when I record them, I truly believe in the quality teaching, so it's going to be well worth your time. We're going to go through gear recommendations and how to launch strategically and how to think about monetizing your podcast and how to line up your podcast with your existing offers and how to do it strategically and authentically uh, and not salesy and slimy. Um, and all of those things. So again, the link is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop.